Hey everyone, Diavolo here, and oh my lord, we are finally back for some more of the absolutely god-tier series that is Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man. But this time, it's slightly differently, as now we are moving forward into the new and currently releasing part 2 of the series. So if you are new around here and want to watch more of my manga narrations and explain stuff for a variety of different series, then make sure you hit that subscribe button and also be sure to leave a like on the video, as it really helps out with pushing my stuff to a bunch of new amazing people. But of course, enough of that, sit back and relax as we dive into the extreme twisted world of Tatsuki Fujimoto. So just before we do start off though, if you all don't know, Big Fujimoto decided to completely switch things up with his story and seemingly to start with we forget about our number one chainsaw man, Denji, and his story to save power along with looking after the new control devil. To instead solely focus on this new but damn amazing character called Asamitaka. Anyways, as things kick off in that like odd chainsaw man way, her teacher, Mr. Tanaka brings in and introduces a chicken devil named Bucky to the class. It seemed weirdly explained to them that in three months the class will harvest and eat Bucky in order to give them an understanding of exactly how precious life is. Instantly, Bucky becomes some sort of mascot for the students as everyone rolls up wanting to touch him, except for Mitaka who's instead annoyed that the creepy thing is sitting on her desk. Because of this, she leaves the classroom already wanting the devil to die and retreats up to the school roof to eat her lunch alone. As she stands paved off at the railing, Mitaka is joined and interrupted by the student council president. Gotta love those Japanese shows how there's always some kind of like student council leader involved in the story in almost every single Japanese school somehow. It just must be a thing over there and it's quite like odd being from New Zealand and never having had that dynamic before. I just think it's quite funny. But anyways, as Mitaka ends up going on an annoyed ramble about how the city is corrupt and made up of illegally constructed buildings, she points out that there is even a chainsaw devil running around playing devil hunter, which is obviously our melon loving boy of course, and to make it even all worse, now there is a freaking chicken devil in their classroom. Standing there, she wishes that both of them would just hurry up and die. As time begins to fly by, Mitaka observes in annoyance how attached her classmates become to the chicken devil. Finally, after three months, the day of reckoning is upon her though. Yet, as Mitaka sits there, she's utterly flabbergasted to see her whole class stand up in defiance over them having to take the chicken devil's life. Then, on top of that, to blow her away like even more, it's even revealed that this was the entire plan behind the genius that is Mr. Tanaka. He states that he didn't want them to take life lightly, even if it was a devil's. Then on some absolutely top tier teacher vibe, he invites the entire classroom out for a game of soccer to celebrate Bucky's pardoning. After sitting in the class for a moment alone, Mitaka ends up following them outside, but reluctantly stays off to the side watching the students play instead of joining them. Being approached by her friend, Tanaka asks why she's all by herself and not joining in, to which she replies that she goes to school to study, not to make friends. Yet absolutely out of nowhere, Bucky suddenly runs and jumps into her arms and tells her it's time to come out of her shell. Standing there and seeing everyone around her, Mitaka is suddenly taken aback by her classmate's heartwarming invitation to join them, and in that moment, she realizes that she's actually hated everyone in school because she was just jealous of them. Having been inspired by Big Bucky, she decides to finally join her class, but when she runs over, she suddenly trips and falls onto her stomach. Man, like I absolutely love the way Fujimoto goes around isolating certain characters, especially with the like the new characters you've only just met. But anyways, anyways, as Mintaka fearfully gets back up, she looks down at her lap in horror as she discovers that she has accidentally crushed Bucky underneath her, completely unlifing him. After everyone's horrified screams burn an image into Mitaka's mind, she returns home completely ashamed and going over the craziest hypotheticals in her own mind. Mitaka does end up going to school the next day, but only feels her classmates' stares, judging her. 
Back at home again, she lays awake, sulking over how she just wants to die. Until suddenly, she hears her doorbell ring. Suspiciously, outside it's revealed that the class president and her teacher, Mr. Tanaka, have come to walk her to Bucky's grave, as they think Bucky's spirit might forgive her and she'll feel better. On the way there, Tanaka and the class president cross the street, but Mitaka holds back due to the red lights. The class president instantly like gets annoyed and realizes what she's up to and begins to berate her for it, calling her a kuri two shoes. Then completely out of nowhere, she starts going on some like evil villain ass tyrant about how Mr. Tanaka told her to be friends with Mitaka before suddenly mutating into a multi-headed colossus made up of muscles. It's revealed that she has made a contract with a justice devil before then also doing like the craziest thing like bro you're a high schooler and claiming that Mr. Tanaka had been having relations with her but because the teacher was a freaking freak he had a thing for Mitaka which had held them back from going further in their own relationship. Because of this the class prez thinks that the only way for them to be happy is to kill Mitaka. Then in some mini Makima level of control, the Justice Devil reveals that it was also her plan for Mitaka to kill Bucky in order to humiliate her in front of everyone. The transformed class president then lunges at Mitaka with her claws going to finish her off, and as her last second passes, she weirdly feels at peace, knowing that it wasn't her fault at all for killing Bucky. No, instead, the class president was just jealous of her, and that perhaps if she had lived a more selfish life, she could have had a better life, or even perhaps a boyfriend. Her face is then sadly clawed open by the class president, and she's left to die on the ground, underneath the now green light. Which is like, holy man, this is like a one second long fight here, or something around there. All this crazy ass class prez had to do was just like chill out for two seconds and let her like be a goody two shoes and cross the road. But anyways, it happens for a reason, because in that moment, and out of nowhere, a devil with similar eye to that of Markima, which has taken the form of an owl, randomly appears on that freaking green light. Looking down, it tells Mitaka that if she wants to live, her body will belong to it. Her body then suddenly reanimates itself, standing up completely healed before she can even answer. Instantly, she grabs good old Mr. Tanaka and turns him into this extremely raw looking longsword with spikes protruding from the back and an obvious kink in the middle. As they scream in fear, wondering what the hell she just turned into, Mitaka states that her name is the War Devil and it's time for a warm up kill. As the priest swings at her, the war devil effortlessly uses her teacher's sword to cut off the justice devil's arm, then instantly morphs it into a grenade, showing off her ability to turn objects into weapons of war. She then, in a matter of milliseconds, cuts clean through the justice devil and implants the teacher's sword inside of the monster, before quickly lobbing the grenade at the two, leaving the creepy lovebirds together for their final moments. As the war devil, like a complete and utter badass, like this has to be some kind of movie reference as well from Tatsuki here, is walking away from the explosion, she sees a party poster on the wall with the chainsaw man's face on it. Looking at it, she tells him to wait before vowing to find him and make him vomit back up nuclear weapons. By the way guys, the reason that she has the same eyes as Makima is due to the war devil being a part of the four horsemen. Out of these four horsemen here, the one that we have seen is the first horseman known as the plague or pestilence, but it's like also known as or interpreted as conquest or control or domination. So that obviously means Milky Mummy Makima, also known as like obviously the control devil who came first. Followed by next, which is like the War Devil, and that's like what we're in right now with our new girl Mataka here, the War Devil. Then Famine, which would be extremely interesting, and finally Death, who I'm assuming is the strongest of the four, and I'm guessing that this might be the course that Tatsuki is currently taking with like his series in general, so we might have four long parts to a series, that'd be quite cool. Anyway, skipping forward to the next day now, Mitaka wakes up in bed and lays there, pondering the previous day's events. She turns to her side to find herself literally just chilling there opposite her, but instead of her normal beautiful self, she has scars on her face and those spiral eyes I was just talking about. 
lying there. The war devil reveals that this isn't a dream, this is her reality, so hurry up and get ready for school. She shows the shocked Mitaka that her teacher and class president did indeed die, and it was really them who killed them. Not wanting to hear it though, Mitaka snaps back at her, saying that it wasn't her that killed them, but actually this random devil that showed up. She tries to push through her devil double, yet after a moment, the war devil reveals that she can't touch her as her brain has just seen her as a hallucination. It's explained that yesterday Mitaka did indeed die, but the war devil had claimed her body. Confused on how she's even able to move then at this point, War says that she kept half of her brain intact as she is unfamiliar with human society and needs help in locating the Chainsaw Man. She reveals from her pocket a button that matches Mitaka's school uniform and explains that it was supposedly found in the remnants of a devil the Chainsaw Man defeated, which means that he must be going to her school in hiding. After arriving at the school, Asa immediately starts to have second thoughts about going though. Having seen this, War threatens her once more, but even still, Mitaka can't bring herself to go to school. She begins to start having a panic attack, literally stating that she'd rather die than go, when suddenly the handsome lug, like everyone's favourite devil hunter turned school student, our boy, Big Yoshida, asks if she's okay. Instantly, the war devil tells her to ask the boy if he knows where the chainsaw man is, but she refuses, telling her to just shut up for a second. Annoyed that her minion isn't even listening to her though, the war devil suddenly enters Mitaka's body, taking control of her motor functions and pulling Asa from her own body. The war devil then uses Mitaka's mecha skeleton to ask this boy where the chainsaw man is. He says that he heard a rumour but also explains to her that he actually just transferred here so he doesn't really know too much. What he does know though is that the rumour was that he joined the devil hunters club. I find this super like funny with uh, Asa here and how in a way it's kind of like Sukuna being inside of Yuji's body except like a polar opposite with the female version here of like having like this war devil type level of like being being stuck inside of your body and telling you what to do and trying to control you while you're like nah bro I don't want this to be happening. But anyway anyway. Satisfied with this new information the war devil literally pulls on Yoshida getting in hella close and calling him boy before asking if she shall make him her boyfriend. But Yoshida being the man with the world's best foresight, declines her offer and simply walks away. Blowing up at an emotionless devil, Mitaka asks her why in the world she would even do that, to which it's revealed and we actually find out the power of the war devil extremely early on, especially like in comparison to say Denji's part and what she didn't have until like the control devil. She says that she has the ability to turn what's hers into weapons, so say if someone were to fall in love with her, like Yoshida, then she could easily turn him into a weapon of hers. She states that she wants to turn as many humans as possible into weapons and go to war with the chainsaw man. Standing there and now back in her body, Mitaka is horrified at the situation she's found herself in. She realises that surely this war devil must be bad news, as the scarier a devil's name is, the stronger it is. As she thinks that she needs to get in contact with a devil hunter before she loses full control of her body, War cuts her off and tells her to not spill the beans, as if she tells anyone about a devil taking over her body, she's dead. Shaking with fear, War explains to Mitaka that she can't even hide her thoughts from her, as they are technically one now, but instead of arguing over what to do, proposes that if they can beat the Chainsaw Man together, she'll in return give her body back to her. After Mitaka agrees to cooperate with the devil, she forces herself to go to the school's devil hunter club. While all of the mindless students roll in, a dude that I'm guessing is probably a club leader, screams out that they will be all sorted into teams of three to help patrol the city for devils, and that they only have one week to bring back a real dead devil. Failure to do so means that they'll be kicked out of the club. There, we also find that our girl is paired with two other students, one of which just happens to be the boy she met in front of the school that morning. 
Skipping out on their little mission, Asa, Yoshida, and the girl with glasses walk down the halls of the school hunting for devils. The girl with glasses asks if it's really possible for devils to be hiding inside of the school, to which Yoshida says that because it's the biggest school inside of Tokyo, some devils do supposedly live in unused classrooms. To make small talk along the way and break the odd atmosphere, the girl on the glasses introduces herself as Yuko, someone who's recently gotten into Chainsaw Man. She asks if the others like him as well, to which Yoshida finally introduces himself to the girls and says that he's also a big fan. He asks Asa if she's also into him, but in her typical petrified state, she can only mutter her name in response before claiming that she is also a big fan of him like most other people. Mitaka, who is like visibly uncomfortable and desperately not wanting to be in the situation, then notices three absolute hoes from her class in front of her. As all of them pass her by, they start giggling and even commenting on the nerve that she has trying to get her boyfriend after what she did to Bucky. Obviously the rumors have probably gone around the school that she must have asked out the new dude, Big Yoshida, on a date or just to be her boyfriend or something like that. But anyways, anyways, as Asa grows more uncomfortable and awkwardly goes to leave, Asa states that there's something she's got to do as an excuse to get away. While leaving the school, she shoots over to her locker room to grab her shoes, but once opening it, Mitaka sadly comes to the realization that someone from her class stuffed raw chicken into her locker, completely ruining her school shoes. Having followed up and caught up with Asa, Yuko tries asking her what's wrong, yet because Mitaka is completely disheartened and wants to just leave now, she says she's fine, which is obviously just another excuse, and goes to leave. Having walked down the school steps and heading for the gate in her socks now, the war devil stands there saying that it's only going to hurt their feet if she walks home like this. Mitaka though just ignores her countless rambles and says she's fine once more. But before she can continue, Yuko like the topaz babe she is, cuts her off saying that that can't be true. Turning around, Mitaka notices that Yuko was holding her shoes in her hands now and only wearing her socks as well. She then offers her one of her own shoes so that only one foot would hurt. Which is like good old Tatsuki with this like complete and utter randomness. But anyways, Asa awkwardly tries to say that she's fine once again, but Yuko doesn't even listen. Instead, running off and telling Mitaka to give her other shoe back to her. After the two of them run through the streets absolutely messing up their socks, they end up back at Yuko's house. Yuko invites Asa in, but once again she instantly declines any form of friendship. Keeping with her cheery attitude though, Yuko sees Asa off, insisting that she have both of her shoes this time, and if she doesn't want them, then she can just throw them away or sell them. Man, I, I absolutely love the War Devil and how completely out of touch she is here. As our extremely depressed and confused Asa walks home, the War Devil actually asks her if they're going to sell those shoes, to which Mitaka asks if she's a complete idiot. Now moving forward to the next day, as school starts out, it turns out Big Yoshida had actually skipped school and probably gone like Maccas or he's out on a mission or something for the bureau. Because of this, Yuko and Asa walk ahead to the city together to hunt some devils while discussing things about their lives along the way. They reveal to each other that both of the parents were killed by devils, which excites Yuko and makes her spurt out that they're just like the main characters from a manga. Due to all the excitement, Yuko says that she has to leave for the bathroom and goes to shoot off. While in her absence, the war devil reappears on the bench sitting next to Asa and telling her that they should kill her new friend. It's then explained to her that the guiltier she feels about creating a weapon, the more powerful it will be. War tells Asa to quickly find a building with little to no risk of being caught so she can kill Yuko. However, Asa refuses, screaming back at her and probably looking mentally insane as she sits there alone, telling her hallucination to quit calling her girl. 
She insists that the war devil call her by her own name, and in return, the war devil, who's just trying to straight up be a nuisance at this point, finally reveals her own name as well. Which is like, yes, I can I can actually finally stop calling her war, as it just didn't feel right. It was kind of like weird and cringy anyway. She tells Mitaka to call her Yoru and decides to drop the subject for now. As the closer she gets to Yuko, the stronger the weapon she'll end up becoming. After Yuko ends up returning, the two of them wander around the city, with Mitaka realizing she's having so much fun, she literally couldn't care about a thing in the world. As they attempt to locate a devil, a politician on the street nearby barks to a group of 20 bystanders about what is truly the leading cause of death for Japanese citizens. He explains that out of the 20 people in front of him, 5 will die of illness, 5 will die of old age, 1 in a traffic accident, 2 from unlifing of differing degrees, and finally, the remaining 7 will all be killed by devils. He screams even louder, repeating himself to the point that he can still be heard even by Yuko and Mitaka as they roll up on a familiar devilish face. Standing in front of the girls, the new bat devil, who seems like way more bulked up than last time, begins tearing apart a random civilian. By the way, if you're, if you're confused about how the hell the Bat Devil is even back in the world all of a sudden, it's pretty much like most likely that he would have revived in the human world after having been killed again inside of hell, which is where all the devils live, as per the life cycle of devils, apart from those that are obviously swallowed up by Denji as those are utterly erased from existence. But anyways, that's as much as we know so far. Frozen in her place still, Asa sees the devil standing in front of her. Yoru appears and warns her that this is some extremely bad news. It's explained that in their current state, there is no possible way they could defeat the devil. And on top of that, Yoru isn't able to take over Asa's body when she's stricken with fear. She tries to get her to back away safely so the devil doesn't notice them. Yet both of the girls who are obviously panicked quickly turn and run for their lives. With the new bat devil chasing, attacking, and diving after the girls who are desperately trying to escape, it causes the entire building to begin collapsing under his enormous size. Coming to after being almost knocked out, Mitaka sees her new friend has been incapacitated with a pike running through her ankle. As the bat devil munches down on another random civilian, Yoru orders Asa to use this moment to kill her friend once again so that they can turn her into a weapon. She even tries gaslighting her into it by implying that she was only sorry because she was seen killing Bucky, but now there isn't anyone around to see her. Yoru reminds her that when she died the first time, she promised to herself to live more selfishly if given a second lease on life, and tells her that now she has to kill Yuko if she wants to continue on living. As Mitaka falls into a trip, she contemplates on if she should actually go through with it, but ends up ultimately ignoring Yoru and decides to save her new friend. Picking up Yuko, she runs from the Bat Devil once again, as he continues chasing after her, demolishing the building in his path. For a moment, it looks as though our girl may be able to escape, however, as per her usual klutzy self, she accidentally trips on a loose tile and falls to the ground face first. Laying there on the floor now, she recalls how at every single critical moment in her life, she always trips and frickin' falls. Her friend's birthday, a track meet, and of course, like remember that one time Denji fought the Typhoon Devil? Well that just happened to be situated exactly where her house was. She remembers how when there was chaos and destruction everywhere, she, just like every other top tier character in the series, stopped to help an injured cat while she was still running from the Typhoon Devil. But because she did so, she tripped and fell. The only reason she's even here today is because her mother pulled her back to her feet, before sadly being taken out by the typhoon of debris behind her. Then recalling a conversation she had with Yuko the day before, Asa thinks about how initially she only thought Yuko was trying to save her and wasn't asking to be rescued. 
Yuko, though, who literally couldn't have cared like less about how she felt, is just a goddamn amazing person, explained that it doesn't matter if her actions turn out to be a mistake. As long as her heart is in the right place, that makes her happy. Taking these words to her heart herself, Mitaka realizes that she wants to live like that too. Yeah, it may have been her fault that her mother died, but she reaffirms to herself her motivation to help people wasn't wrong either. Asa, still sprinting forward, promises herself that she will save Yuko, but as per usual, Kuro Tatsuki Fujimoto is built of a completely different material and he had something else planned. Instead, the Bat Devil easily catches and swallows the two of them whole, seemingly ending her short but amazing part in the series. Until, of course, our boy, like the freaking hero he is, comes out of nowhere, already completely transformed into his chainsaw form and fighting another massive devil. He instantly crashes through the building, squishing the bat devil, killing it a second time, and sending Yuko and Asa directly shooting back out of the mouth that just swallowed them. Continuing on his complete beatdown, Chainsaw Man drags the large cockroach devil through a city block as the two of them go from building to building in their intense fight. The cockroach devil manages to quickly grab Denji and throws him into another apartment building. Then, the yoked up dude manages to follow up with one of those one punch man level of barrages, pummeling Denji even further into the housing unit. Instantly shooting out from the rubble though, Denji quickly cuts the devil, causing him to retreat back and heal up. While out of Denji's distance, the devil manages to think that he got the upper hand and forces Mr. Chainsaw Man to make one of those crazy life choices you usually do on a computer, either save a car full of old woman or a young aspiring college student. Denji, being Denji though, ultimately makes his own decision and decides to aim for the devil's head instead. He shoots forward while cutting off each of its arms before effortlessly splitting its head in half, while also neglecting to save either of his two choices who fall to the ground and die. Because our boy saved something else even more precious, somehow throughout this insane battle he noticed a cat that was about to fall and was able to save it just in time after obliterating the cockroach devil. Later that day and in one of those random street shops that sell TVs, a news broadcast details the events of the battle to all of the dedicated Chainsaw Man fans. It's explained that in yet another act of heroism, Chainsaw Man has saved a cat from the cockroach devil. So that officially brings us to the very end of what is, you know, the introduction arc to part two of Chainsaw Man. Obviously, there isn't kind of an introduction arc here, as this obviously leaves off on a cliffhanger and there's some stuff currently going on in this story that's almost finished that I will turn into another arc and release, hopefully, in the up and coming weeks, which technically is the entire first arc of part two. But I really wanted to, you know, re-release the entire Chainsaw Man story that just got age-restricted on my channel, and I wanted to just add a bit more in there as well in general I didn't want to just re-release it with blurring everything as I find it's just kind of a, a little bit boring I wanted to add you know an, an entire new part of the story in if I could you know and get people introduced to you know like part two of the manga if they want to start reading it weekly then they can you know go out and do that because it's absolutely amazing at the moment you know I'm loving this stuff with Asa and currently Denji and how they're fighting and how the fact that Denji might end up actually dying and be turned into a weapon could be extremely interesting but obviously enough of me rambling on about things if you guys have enjoyed this video then make sure you hit that like button and also be sure to subscribe if you are new around here and if you want to see these videos just slightly earlier like a few hours earlier or a day earlier it just depends how quickly I'm like able to edit them then make sure you go and check out my patreon which I will leave down in the description below but anyway enough of that for now it's been your professional degenerate Diavolo and I will see you all in a bit bye